it is a matter of history that as a young mech pilot, he won the Solaris Grand Championship using only an urban mech and a t-shirt launching gun. It is said that he wears a beard in order to hide a hideous scar, either that or a small gauss rifle. He once told a clanner to go fuck himself, and that clanner proceeded to do so, vigorously. He is the most interesting man in the inner sphere. Hello, my friends. I don't always listen to Battletech Mech Warrior podcasts, but when I do, I listen to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. Stay systems nominal, my friends. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Hello there. This is Duncan Fisher speaking to you from Outreach Studios. I know the best of the best when it comes to mech warriors on Solaris. And do you know who they talk about when it comes to digging your ass out of the fire when the shit hits the fan? Armed. The Australasian Royal Mechanized Division. These guys have been slugging it out since Gallipoli 1915. Only now they do it with a mech and a heavy gauss rifle. So if you need to call in reinforcements to get the job done, or simply hire someone for some good old-fashioned payback, call on the professional team at ARM. They'll set the odds in your favor. For contracts and recruiting, turn your terminals to www.armed.net.au. That's spelt armd.net.au. And remember, if you need to get even, get armed. Listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 49. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It's October 24th, 2012. And my shout out is going to go to something very special. For those that don't know, and all you jarheads out there, Terminal Lance. If you haven't been there, it's terminallance.com. Amazing, amazing, funny stuff, insider stuff like that. If you've never been there, yeah, it's definitely a uh, insider thing, but maybe you can appreciate it. Darren? So if you're non-military, are you going to get it, or is it just going to be a bunch of inside jokes? You might, but it's a lot of inside jokes. But I, I, I know there's been a few Armour guys that said they uh, they got it as well. So Cool. Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out today goes to all of our recent financial supporters of the podcast. Uh, that includes unit sponsorships, unit directory, uh, premium listings, and also, of course, just the straight donations. Thank you all. If we don't get a chance to tell you individually how much we appreciate it, we do. We appreciate it a ton, so thank you, guys. And Brandon, who do you have tonight? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell, and tonight I want to welcome our guests, our live studio audience, and of course everyone who's going to be listening after this goes up on the site. 
Awesome. And that also includes Alex, who was on our Mech Devs and Beer. Thank you. So when you're running and sweating, don't stop thinking about us, Alex. George, who do you got tonight? Hello, this is George, otherwise known as the voice of Duncan Fisher. And I want to give a shout out to the Okimo Ski Resort in Vermont, because I got to say this line today. If there's one thing I've learned from playing a fake doctor, it's that I'm not legally allowed to perform surgery. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Now I want to go skiing. And I'd like to introduce you guys to a new host on the show. Co-host is Alora, a.k.a. BB. Laura, welcome, and who is your shout-out? Hi, guys. My shout-out is to the Shield Wall Sword and Codpiece of Russellhawk, keeping it free since 3042. Excellent. Awesome. You got a lot of people calling you Mommy. I'm a little concerned, oh, God. but we're just going to roll with it. It's actually one person. It's Disco. <laughs> and, of course, welcome to all of our live studio audience. You guys are awesome. We're, again, we are maxing out this TS3. It's going to make everyone else trying to connect, and they're going to be like, oh, my God. And, of course, to all of our new listeners out there, we hope you enjoy tonight's podcast as much as we are. And it is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3049. And now for the news. Are you ready to join the most feared crusader clan in existence? One so feared it took the uniting of the inner sphere to even present a challenge for its warriors? Are you ready to use superior tactics and overwhelming skill to wipe the Stravards from existence? Are you ready to join a clan where your codex and skill is everything and where lore is law? Are you chomping at the bit to wake these freebirds from their dream and show them the nightmare that is reality? If so, then join Clan Smoke Jaguar's Alpha Galaxy, home of the Sixth Jaguar Dragoons, a.k.a. the Wolf Slayers. Also home of the first Jaguar Auxiliary. Contact Khan Ignotis or Galaxy Commander Drakenveld at clansmokejaguar-alpha-galaxy.engine.com via Comstar to arrange for your indoctrination into the clan. Clan Smoke Jaguar's Alpha Galaxy. Help us put these free births to their grave. Are you looking for more members for your Battletech or MechWarrior unit? For your own unit sponsorship or recruitment ad, go to the donation page on our website at nogutsnogalaxy.net, make a unit sponsorship donation of $20, and your ad will be included not in the following show, but the soonest possible show. Booking up pretty far out there, isn't it? Yeah, we actually just... Everything in November is done. Uh, we have no more spots in November. So I know I've talked to a few unit leaders out there to basically get in contact with me as soon as possible because those things are filling up. So it's already rolling into December. So just think about that. So unit leaders out there, make sure you hit me up. Let's get your stuff on there as soon as possible. Indeed. And also on the topic of units, we have the unit directory. Make sure that your unit is listed in there. And we also have premium slots available for that as well so that you get more eyes on your unit and we know how much Phil likes that. Hey, you know, you got to give attention to your unit. You know, keep it clean. Whistle. I mean, um, one thing I did want to bring to everyone's attention is right now, it's sort of limited to you actually clicking on unit directory and seeing those. Soon, by the way, we have a new website layout coming. It's going to be at the forefront. So basically, keep that in mind for all of you featured units out there. Everyone, when they go to nogutsnogalaxy.net, you guys will be listed at the very front of the page in bold 
like right there in front of you. So more on that as it uh, as it develops. Are you a part of a unit participating in the upcoming MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior Tactics, Living Legends, MechWarrior 4, Mega Mech, or any other Battletech or MechWarrior-related group? If so, reserve your spot on our No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server today. Server information is located on our website. Once you're logged in, contact Phil, and he'll get you set up. This week in our international listener list, it's actually exactly the same as last week, so I'll run through it quickly. Number five, Russia. Number four, Finland. Number three, Germany. Number two, Canada. And number one, for however many weeks in a row, Australia. Way to go, Armed, and the rest of you Aussies. Well, I will say I was on two days ago at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and at the time, Armed had eight groups, no, five groups of eight rolling around in MWO, and it was actually, it could have been more, but it was during the week. So, I mean, they already had 40 guys playing, and I uh, actually got to roll with them ton of fun thank you armed good stuff yeah i am anticipating you jumping ship and moving to australia you've been playing with those guys so often i'm familiar with the lag shooting technique (laughs) i'm sure you are you got that down eh can i uh, give another quick shout out to germany because the germans apparently like me because i'm not overly uh, complimentary so thanks germans So, as many of you have seen, our second comic strip was posted this past Monday, and we're right on schedule. We've already got basically one ready to go. That'll be released on the 29th, and we're already working on the the following one. So, we're really excited about the reception that it's had. Huge reception. What are you talking about there? It's huge. We never thought this many people would enjoy the comic strip as much as we do. And that being said, do not forget to send in the name if you have a name or else it's going to be mech nuts and darren will hate you guys forever so again, he's not get the those... only one let me <laughs> let me put it this way we've got no suggestions we've had no submissions for a name we need help naming our comic strip please so, do not right let now, it be mech nuts live studio audience nuts. live studio audience send an email to shortpainter at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your ideas or else it will be it'll be mech nuts and i'm going to be happy for the rest of my life and i do not want phil happy for the rest of his life so please help us out i like short painters mech comic strip i think that's a really catchy name that is catchy it's not too generic it's very no it's not it's very specific and descriptive and it can be anything one panel two panels six panels a whole freaking graphic novel go boy all right don't get their hopes up if you have a community spotlight you'd like to submit, send it to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Today we have actually three quick spotlights. The first one is uh, something that I think is extremely cool. Turbo Corvair and his Simpit. Simpit. Okay. It is awesome. Yeah, I mean, basically, this dude's just literally building a mech cockpit. I'm assuming that's on his house. It's like a room in his house or something like that. And it is so freaking detailed, uh, down to the specifics. Uh, link it up there if it hasn't already been. Uh, Phil, what do you have to say about this thing? I'm jealous. Can I have one? Right? I mean... I'm going to feel like a total ass when we change that cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this um, is just the most extensive... I mean, I've seen a lot of people do things with the, you know, the, the game chairs and so forth, and a lot of cool things with, you know, 20 monitors or whatever, but nothing compares to this. Yeah, that's, well, that's crazy intense. I'm looking at it right now. I was like, wow, that, that's amazing. 
We have seen a few people do these, but this is by far the most detailed and elaborate one. And I have to say kudos. I'm going to make sure to keep an eye on the threat, and I might even try to contact you, Turbo, if you're listening, or you can get in contact with me. We'll get some updates, maybe some video of it. Obviously, he's still working, so a ton of work still left to go. But can you imagine having one of these? Like, hey, honey, I'm going to my mech pit. All right, you know, like, absolutely. It'd be awesome for, like, porn and stuff. It'd be great. <laughs> Except for those big windows, somebody's going to be spying on you. Oh, yeah, that uh, wouldn't be good. Never mind that. Yeah, but she would all... Well, hmm. Yeah. All right, yeah. the next thing we have uh, is Darren. This is also very cool in a different way. It's a forest colony map uh, made using Mega Mech. And I have to say, freaking awesome. When are we going to do a campaign on this one, guys? I know, really, right? I mean, that is uh, an amazing job. I'm very impressed. I would say with it as well, when we have time, only oh had, you know. Harabek Weathers, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Kudos to you. Great job. And it's funny, we posted that on our, our notes for the show. And earlier today, actually about a few hours, about three or four hours ago, someone actually sent in uh, that as a spotlight. And I was like, hey, you know, don't worry. Our ninja form Catrakel's already posted up. So good stuff there. Yep. Thank you for that. And finally... We have announced this ourselves already, so some of you probably already know, or a lot of you, but he's announcing it now. Randall Bills will be on our 50th episode, October 31st, our big special. It's our one-year anniversary, so he's out there uh, making this known as well, and this was promoted on the Battletech.com website. And that being said, too, we also will be having James and Chris from MechWarrior Tactics as well, giving you guys some important information regarding tactics. And, uh, yeah. I I have to do a little bit of damage repair from our last episode. I won't say who, but Chris was, his last name was pronounced Clearox last episode. Just so Chris knows, we do know uh, it's Chris Clearu, and uh, we'll be sure to get that right from here on out. Clearox. Forgive us Americans. Hey, if you wanted it said right, you should have told me ahead of time. I've said that before. It doesn't always work. All right, and we got a uh, local game to promote. Again, this is the, the tongue twister one for me, so bear with me. It is in Lafayette, Louisiana, University of Louisiana in Lafayette campus. They're looking for people to join their Battletech tabletop game. They also play other tabletop games. Take place every weekend. If you're interested, email nxc. 4020 at louisiana.edu. Information will be on our website's show notes. Wow, I made it. Congrats. Didn't even stutter once. Are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players, or do you want to? If so, we'd love to announce it, just like we did with that last one, for you for free. Email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your information. And don't forget to send us your pictures, or it didn't happen. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting TeamSpeak 3 equipment, software, prizes, and other projects. Check out our donations page, which includes reoccurring donations, unit sponsorships, George Ledoux recorded message and ads, and within days, we will have multiple and new t-shirts available for sale on our website. Everybody that's ordered, uh, it's e- they've either received the uh, previous t-shirts or they're in uh, transit so that uh, basically all of our orders have been fulfilled now and we're ready to move forward and uh, show you some of the other amazing works of art yeah and that being said i've already been in contact with a few unit leaders that might want to do like bulk orders with their you know custom insignias on the shirt and stuff like that 
feel free to get in contact with us via TeamSpeak 3 is best, and uh, we'll sit down and talk. Or, evidently, you can contact Phil's uh, creature in his room as well, who spoke up. I have a predator that's uh, my predator. And that is the news, Phil. All right, guys. Tonight's guest is Glenn Wade, a.k.a. Pappy. And I was going to call you Poppy. That would have been he was a little gonna awkward. He call you Clearox. Yeah. So um, I'd like to say welcome, uh, Pappy. Welcome, Pappy. Oh, thanks for having me. I figured Pappy would be easy enough name for you to pronounce there, Sean. Well, you know. He almost fucked it up, though, didn't he? So close. Welcome, right, so, Pappy. Oh, shit. So one of the things, uh, first off, is you are the unit leader of the 1st Robinson Rangers Brigade. Uh, now, that's new. It used to just be 1st Robinson Rangers. What happened What happened there with the brigade part? Well, we were going to be a, a, a regiment. Originally, we were just a battalion. Then we were just going to be a regiment. But for some reason, we kept getting people, and people kept wanting to get bigger. So we went from one regiment to three. So hence, we went from 1st uh, Robinson Rangers to... Uh, Robinson Ranger Brigade. Well, and that segues directly into the next question, which is, how many members are you at currently? Looking right now, we're probably around 288, give or take. Holy bejesus, that's a huge unit. Uh-huh. Crikey, that's a big one. So 288 active? That's what she said. Yeah, we actually, uh, one nice thing about us being a larger unit, we actually uh, take pride in our activities. So every two weeks, we have like a muster system. So every two weeks, people have to sign the muster. And I think the last time, we've been running about 97% activity out of those 288. Awesome. Now, I was going to say, we've seen a lot of activity with some pretty big units. Actually, we have a few others here as well. SOR is rolling in with this podcast, DC as well. What are some of the struggles you've had as far as like organization, like getting things rolling? I mean, can you talk about that? Well, yeah. One thing is uh, we weren't planning on being a big unit. Actually, I just started this to be a little family-type get-together group. And uh, like I said, we just kept getting great members. Um, uh, organization's the key. I mean, you have to have people backing you up, too. And it doesn't matter how good of a leader you are. If you don't have officers taking the load off your shoulders, you, you, you will completely go eight, like nuts. And, I mean, it was, it was hard enough with, like, a company if you're just one guy, but up 288 it's it's definitely important to have a, a really good leader base, which we really really do. We have a a good number of leaders per member count, so everyone doesn't feel like they're getting left out. I was gonna say we just had a, another unit leader, Dim. He you know chimed in and just iterated based on what you said is you can't do it by yourself. And uh, I've actually seen a lot of people try to take on and just sort of falling apart. So you know kudos for one forming the unit and then growing into like one of the largest out there as well. Um, I have a question. Like he was just saying, we've seen a lot of uh, large units, and and it's funny because you know the game's uh, persistence and community uh, warfare and so forth isn't even out yet. But we've seen uh, units rise and fall and re-rise again already before uh, all that is in place. What is it that you guys do on a regular basis? Is it meetings? Are you dropping the game together? Uh, that's like I said. That's the one thing I take pride in. It's like I said, a lot of units want to grow large because they like the number count and they get all excited they see all the members so we actually uh for being a large unit we sort of act like a small unit so we got all kinds of stuff going we got i mean multiple guys dropping we usually have three or four full channels dropping every time of day we have just get together and talk on team speak few of us play other games i mean pretty much you name it we 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 dig around with it like i said we we really take pride on being like a family type thing so we just like sometimes let's get on and shoot the shit battle tech for hours and hours and hours I was going to say, cool. BB, I mean, SOR is 
huge in itself as well. I mean, are these things you guys do as well? Eh, we're sizable. We have a lot of activities we like to get people in, and while we're not all necessarily playing MWO at the same time, we're doing other things like playing Mega Mech. Uh, there's actually a Pathfinder game tonight after the podcast. I can just hear Dim saying, OPSEC, OPSEC, no OPSEC, OPSEC! Ah. Yeah, we have 638 members, and of those, all of them are active. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> At the same time. Yes! So, Pappy, what is it that you're looking forward to in the upcoming Community Warfare? What are you guys uh, prepping for? What are you looking forward to? Uh, our main thing is we just hope it's it's not just you get on shoot each other a couple things and that's it we're, we're really hoping for like a strategic or tactical gameplay something's a little in-depth it takes some intelligence to plan out that kind of stuff um like i said we're not one of those groups we're looking to take over the universe or anything like that even though we're large we're just we just want to have a good time but we definitely want to have something strategic wise that actually makes us think a little bit we have like i said i think we had a count gun we have a lot of ex-military i think the last time we were we were up to like 600 700 years combined service with the people actually posted that were in the military so we like that strategic type think them type thing because we're old we're not as twitchy as some of the young kids wow 600 something years that almost takes us up to uh battle tech times well we're working on it what's your overall experience yourself and then plus with your unit in the beta i mean how's it been i'm assuming you you've been in it for quite some time Actually, I haven't played too much. I got I was so excited I got my beta key in and then, and then real life really took a crap on me back and back and back. So I actually haven't played too, too much. Um, I've been playing Battletech. I mean, back from the multiplayer Battletech days when AOL, you had to pay, us, pay the, uh, the minutes thing and hmm. did the Mech Commander thing for a while. Never did too much Mech Warrior, but... Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm I'm probably the worst pilot in the unit. So luckily, I just use a stapler, so I don't have I have an excuse. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, just a, lot... a desk jockey anyway. Oh, absolutely, I'm good at it. But yeah, our guys are really loving it. I mean, it's 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 fun. I, sometimes I think our guys are are a little too crazy, and I'm worried about burning out because they're so excited. But yeah, I mean, every night everyone's having a good time, making videos and laughing. So I was gonna say I've actually seen a few of your recent videos, and one of the things I I love is your guys' artwork and your approach. You're actually your your logos and insignias and stuff. Those were done by Hayden. Is that correct? Uh, the main ones, the first, the second, the third have. Uh, we have some artists in house. We're actually that's one thing we're lacking on our poor uh, our main artist Claymore. Uh, that poor guy. He's I think he just jumped off a cliff because we have each lands company and uh, and battalion and all that have their own particular unit name and patch. So you're looking at 81 Lance patches and 27 company patches. So four oh. guys been trying to keep up, but he's about ready to commit suicide, I think. So yeah. we're slowly getting to it. But I was going to say, we actually asked Hayden to do ours, and that's that's who came up with our, our logo as well. And it, it took us about, I would say, two months of collaboration back and forth and him taking a break and stuff. But, you know, I mean, he was able to to create us something that we really enjoy and then as well all of his other unit logos so anyway shout out hayden if you're listening dude thank you actually i, I know he listens i've seen him on facebook and stuff he's a great guy so thank you for uh, putting some quality stuff out there we are going to move on happy um you're free to chime in on any of these sections that you want i do want to say a big thank you for your supporting the podcast the first Robinson Ranger Brigade has been a big supporter from the beginning, and we thank you for that. And also, what's the best way for somebody to join the first RR? 
the best way is probably just go to our website, uh, first-rangers.com, and uh, there's instructions there how to join. You can send message on the MechWarrior forums, but I don't go over there too much because they make my eyes bleed a lot, so I try to try to stay away. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the best way. And definitely thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad. I mean, one of the things the Rangers want to do is be really active in the community, and if anyone needs ever needs a hand with anything, just give us one of us a yell, and we'll see what we can do for you guys. Well, you certainly are active, and we thank all of you out there. Thank you, guys. Peppy, can I just ask one quick question? Sure, George. Where are you actually, where, where are you originally from in the U.S.? I am from the beautiful state of Pennsylvania. Around Philly? Actually, I'm more central of PA. My wife's actually from Philly, so I picked up some of her uh, negative okay. speaking thing. Yeah, the use. I've got a lot of Philly friends and family, and I just kept thinking, this guy sounds like he's from Philly. But anyway, uh, I digress. Continue, good, everyone. Good call, George. All right, moving on to Mech of the Week. Your vote, your choice. And now, this week's Mech of the Week. Jade Falcon, great among the clans. We are warriors who fight with the strength of the Falcon's claws and ascend to the heavens on the wings of the same. We remember with the clarity of Falcon's sight the words of Kerensky. Through the smoke of time he speaks to us, his chosen, and urges us onwards with the promise of Eden. We shall retake what is ours by right, that shining jewel terror. Not the vastness of space, nor the wolf's obstinate howl shall stay us from our righteous goal. We are crusaders and will trample all who stand in our way. Brought to you by ClanJadeFalcon.com and I'll be happy to say that I actually started this. At least that's the credit I'm going to claim. I voted Stinger first, and it actually won. So thank you, everyone, for at least making me a little happy inside for once. Congratulations. But I can't be too happy. Thank I tr- you. I, I tried I had to, to vote uh, for the Stinger. Yeah, I threw Wasp in there because I just wanted to, you know, throw a wrench in the works. But Stinger it is. Thank you, George. And screw you, Darren. Whatever. Old man. Yep, you wish. Hey, it's backwards from last time. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Awesome. I'm winning. Yay! <laughs> George goes so, ahead. The Stinger, in my opinion, is one of those iconic uh, mechs. One, the reason I bring this up is just from the beginning, Decision at Thunder Rift, all the way up. It's one of those, like, I don't know, sort of like the throwaway mechs. You know, you can throw masses of mounts out there, and if they all die, you're like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, they're the, t- the pawns of the Battletech universe. I'm sure their pilots agree with you. Yeah, yeah they're I like, know, just right? throw us away, man. We don't, as, we don't value our lives die. at all. Right, yeah, yeah. They're all but, suicidal. We've actually used these in the tabletop, uh, along with other, you know, light mechs like the the locusts and stuff. But the thing that I loved about these light mechs is one, their maneuverability, how fast they can run. Uh, two, they're still really effective effective if you use them properly. And what I mean by that is, remember that last round we were playing a uh, mega mech, a medium laser went through the back of one of our hunchbacks, just one shot, and got a critical hit on the AC twenty, took it out. Now. That was just one shot, one medium laser. It wasn't like some crazy amount. And that's what this mech has. It has one medium laser and two machine guns. It also goes 91.6 kph and has jump jets to bear. So it's like one of my favorite things. It's definitely a film mech. 
A fill-in mech? Is that what you said? A fill mech. Fast, maneuverable, jump jets, hopping around, jumping behind people, shooting you in the back. Uh, fill tactics, essentially. And, uh, uh, oh, underground slam. Okay. Uh, well, no, it's... it's you have Go to ahead. use them effectively, and you you have. It's all about fill. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's all yeah, about fill. It's all about repairing the sidewalk or repaving the street. <laughs> I got that one covered. Uh, no, it's all about speed and maneuverability. I mean, if, especially in the tabletop and Megamech, if you don't run at a certain, it's all about math. And so, like, if you don't run your full speed, you're actually an easier target. So, you know, going that full speed is a good thing. And obviously, the faster you are, the better it is. So. Uh, you know, flanking your enemies. I mean, if it's a fair fight, you're doing something wrong. Gonna, yeah. Throw that out there? No. Whatever, dude. You and your wasp. <laughs> yes, yeah, so some, uh, speaking of the wasp, the Stinger was built in 2479 in response to the wasp, and it, it is estimated that there are about 5,000 left by the year 3025, so they're out there everywhere. It's 20 tons. It's fast maneuverable. It, I mean, and I think that's the key thing. I mean, when you're talking about battle tech, that's one of the things these light mechs could do is they can engage the enemy and then they could get out of dodge. But um, I was just reading, you know, the the Warrior Trilogy and, you know, it talks about, you know, stingers going up against Cicada and just getting like totally one shotted and getting knocked out of action and just blown apart. And it sort of really puts that in context. And then I was thinking, holy crap. Are we ever going to see a 20-ton mech in MWO? I'm looking at you, Garth. Hmm. <laughs> Never. Stink eye. No Not pressure. Anyway. There was also the Stinger Land Air Mech, which we'll link up there. Uh, 30 tons and three medium lasers. I'm Honestly, I was never really a fan of the Land Air Mechs, surprisingly, Aww. since I came to Battletech through Macross and Robotech, and which obviously they had the kind of the Transformer type thing going on there with you know the jet the land air mech and the the full on mech but yeah i never really was a fan of them didn't use them much but uh it is there well let's talk about aesthetics the stinger it's basically the lambert i mean that's where you got the whole it can transform transformer thing into freaking this jet and that's the whole aesthetics of it mm-hmm. you know it's it's got the cockpit you know where it's pelvis is i mean it's got the vents where you know the intake for the jet you know jet engines in my opinion I've never liked that. And the same thing goes with like the Phoenix Hawk, Phoenix Hawk and stuff like that. I would love to see total redesigns. And actually, that being said, I know Rudy has actually done uh, a Stinger um, artwork as well. I think Rudy's on here. If he wants to link that, he could. I like the mechs. I think they're great for a tabletop campaign just for the fact that they are cheap. You know, you, you lose one. Hopefully your pilot survives. Uh, but, you know, you can field many. That's my opinion. Of them. Strength in numbers. Strength in speed. Now, Darren, you do realize you're dead to me now, right? Because I didn't like the Land Air Mech? You don't like Valkyries? I mean, really? No, I love them in context, in the context of Robotech. Well, I was going to say, you know, a, a lamb has been used, and the, the Stinger lamb has been used in the in the novels, right? Yes, it was by during, uh, what, Clan Trilogy? Or not Trilogy. It was, it was by Horse. It was by Horse, yeah. and he... Uh, he gets a signed one, and it's funny. Uh, it's because it like gets shot and it gets all bashed up. So he like, yeah, it's a tough fight, but it is. They, they are used yeah. once. They also needed um, two pilots as well, if I remember correctly. One for the mech, one for the uh, aerospace. What? What? 
Anyway, oh, yeah, funny. I mean, it's uh, it is an awesome mech. It is iconic, obviously, one of the early mechs. I love it. Uh, I'll still play them. Maybe not the LAM. Not because I don't like the way it looks. It's just I don't use LAMs when I play the tabletop for whatever reason. Anyway, cool mech, and that is it on the mech. Let's move on. All right, guys, we're going to move on to Ask the Garth. Now gather around for Uncle Garth. Garth. He is now the, the Garth. Garth? Yeah, the Garth. Because you got the your Garth. freaking target, dude. You're like, I beheaded all the older ones. Yes. Well, apparently your head is supposed to go on a spike. Apparently, that's that's what the forums say, at least. Jeez, no, no. People. And, uh, what's his name? Damer's head know. goes on a spike. Yeah, oh, I, I think Damer. we're debating who's... You know, professional patch fucker. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. It's kind of his job. So, one of the things we want to do, guys, is we... We have a really cool relationship with PGI and and Garth. We again, we want to thank you for taking the time. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, people on the forums, and I guess it's a very small percentage when you really look at the overall, you know, uh, numbers of people playing. But uh, the patch didn't come out, and there's been a lot of negativity, which I feel is sort of ironic that you guys are saying, "Hey, we want to give this a day or two more and be prepared," and they're QQing about it. Do you want to talk about the delay in general, why it's going on, and basically maybe alleviate some of those concerns? I also see a bit of contradiction out there. Surprise, surprise. But basically, people, you know, raging about releasing a game before it's ready, but in the other side of their mouth, they're saying, you know, they're raging because you didn't release a patch. Um, maybe it's different people, but it just seems like uh, some some contradicting messages from them. Yeah, it's often different people too. But on the whole, what happens is when we get a patch ready, we say it's going to be ready on this date, and then we go forward fully intending to release it on that date. And what often happens is something sneaks in, and we can't find it because it's a. It's if you have a thousand people playing, a hundred people will find it, but there's not a thousand of us, so we won't see it. And so it goes out, and we'll catch it at the last second. Someone will randomly find this one. So what we have to do is we have two choices. We can either release a patch and then patch it again, or we can wait and then add the fix to the big patch in general. It actually takes less time on our end to just do it all and then patch. Otherwise, we have to go back a day, basically, and redo all the work, so it'll take longer anyway. Well, I have an analogy. Uh, the other day, my wife asked me to fix a toaster. We had a problem with the thing, the lever holding the toast down. So I went in, worked on it a little bit. After fixing the, the lever thing, our toaster now burns the toast pretty much every time. And so I didn't go in fixing this toaster thinking, but I'm going to break something else. It just kind of happened, and I'm assuming that a game of this magnitude is a little bit more complicated than fixing a toaster. Slightly, yeah. Brought to you by Bombadil's Toaster Repairs. Got a toaster that's fixed and needs to be broken? I'm your man. So shit happens that you aren't prepared for, you don't expect, and you didn't plan. You didn't set out with a goal to, uh, you know, we, we want to say that we're going to release it on this day, but really we're out to get you and we're not going to release it. The analogy I was I used years ago when I was on another project was um, if you're making cars, say, and you have an assembly line, right? While software development is absolutely nothing like an assembly line, imagine if one of the things that drills a single bolt in doesn't drill a bolt in, but it's assembled way down the line. You can't see the bolt. Suddenly you start selling the cars. There's no bolt. The doors fall off. Well, at that point, you do a recall, right? So rather than doing that, someone noticed, hey, does that have a bolt in it? So we stopped, and we said, okay, let's fix that, and then we'll release the car. So that's sort of, it's not exact, but it's basically what's going on there. Well, I was going to say, a lot of people don't know 
what actual game development is. It's not like that you just hop in there, fix a line of code, and boom, it, you know, it works. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into making a game. And, you know, supposedly, you know, according to the forums, there's like 100 people that are game developers as well in there, and they know exactly what you're doing and how all? you're supposed to do it. Yeah, is that all? It, I think you know, ev- all 500,000 registered members of the MWO forums are all uh, game developers with 40-plus years of gaming experience. Oh, hell yeah. Well, they're, they're often using their own experiences, which, while somewhat legitimate, don't take into account that software is unlike anything else and that you have, you know, say 50 people all writing their own code and then they add it all together. The chance of that not going wrong somewhere is basically zero. So you put it all together and then you have to constantly check, what did this do? What did this do? Does this interact with that? So a lot of the time what happens is little small things build up. And by the time you get to the end of the patch, you're like, oh, crap, we have to fix whatever. So there's a lot of basically putting stuff in, wait, test for a week. Okay, now we can put more in. So that's why this happens. So before we move on, I have a question for you. How are you guys all around the office taking this? Are you all sitting on your duffs going, eh, whatever, we'll really sit another day? Or are you scrambling to do everything possible to get this out as quickly as possible? Well, you know, a lot of people probably do think we're sitting around, but uh, we have two teams of QA, and one will be doing this overnight. The other finishes around 10 or so tonight, and a lot of engineers will probably be here till midnight, maybe later. Uh, It depends on uh, just making sure it all works. Like, we actually did fix the problem, but we have to make sure that we can test it properly because maybe the fix did something else. So we're taking the whole night to do it, but so far we have absolutely nothing else happening, so it seems to be working. I'll make Paul go out and get coffee for you guys. Make yeah, do it. totally. I'll run up to Vancouver, get some coffee. Hell yeah. Drop some double-doubles over. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Gar- Garth, is, Garth is on the ropes here. He's being defensive. Now's our time to attack him and get some journalistic credibility. Come on, guys. Go oh, for his throat. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's yeah. complain about matchmaking. I want to see blood. I want to smell blood. Come on. You know, that's actually the one good thing about people Give complaining about beer, the delay in the page. I haven't seen a single thread today complaining about matchmaking. <laughs> Good point. Silver lining. Yeah, it was all a clever boost. Indeed. Was, it was on purpose. So, you know, again, um, having you on the show is, is awesome because we can't ask you that. And there, you know, you've, you've stated uh, one of the things. What's going on else? I mean, obviously, we know what's to be expected. You know, t- people are talking about Max and uh, changes. How's things going as far as like open beta? I mean, obviously that was delayed. Uh, are things progressing as planned? They're pretty much, it's going as planned. The only thing that was delayed, it literally just required more time than we wanted. It wasn't like, oh, this isn't ready. It was just bugs like this that pop up every time one of these pops up. It's like a day back, a day back, a day back. So five of these and suddenly we're five days behind. So uh, they all happened to show up right at the end. Literally the day we announced open beta, a whole ton of things were found. And we were like, that's awesome. So Fucking we had to Murphy and literally the day of. Like we announced it and right after that I got an email saying, crap, we just found all these. <laughs> so yeah, it was Surprise. that bad timing. Oh, again, you know, it's one of those things where I I do go on the forums. I do read a lot. I I try not to pick as much uh, of the negativity that's out there, but I I do read quite a bit. And it's one of those things where, and it's not just MWO. I mean, this is the internet in 2012 as we know it. I mean, people, I'm used to it with Eve, I guess. Uh, I guess what's what I'm saying is that some of the negative trolling nature out there, and you have groups that are specifically okay with it. But one of the things I want to point out to everyone who's listening to this is if you actually want questions to be asked to Garth, 
we ask every single podcast to post up. Now, granted, if it's talking about community warfare, which obviously is not in the game, it's just speculation and he can't really talk about it right now, I'm not going to ask him that. But if you actually have a legitimate concern, or I would say a question, ask it. But I'm going to be straight with you guys. I'm going to be, one, respectful when I ask him. I'm going to be, you know, humble. The fact that he's taking his time, they're taking the time to be on the show. And so, you know, just keep that in mind. It's one of those things where... He doesn't, PGI doesn't owe me shit, you know. Uh, if anything, I owe them saying, hey, you know, awesome for making a great game. And whether you take that as, uh, you know, well, you can take that I'm seeing for complaints that we're not being hard enough on you, Garth, or hard enough on PGI. And I guess the Germans feel this way too. And I'm just going to say, I mean, this is 100% honest. I don't see this as being a huge issue. I mean, I'm patient. Why can't you just wait a few more days? and uh wait for it to be released when it's ready to be released i don't see why we have to cut heads off and you know basically come forward with all this negativity i'm not i don't feel negative it's not because i'm kissing their ass or sucking their dick or any of this stuff it's just because i feel like it's a great game i feel like it's going in the right direction and i'm happy that they're taking the time to make sure that the stuff that they're uh releasing is ready to be released so i don't quite get this uh you know all these people saying uh, well we're not being hard enough you i mean um, yeah i say all these people it's the vocal minority i totally understand that but i honestly just feel like uh people need to chill i don't know, you know i mean i, I don't to want do? to endorse smoking need to, pot but maybe they need to walk away for about a week go fishing go camping i don't know go do something chill out uh relax uh drink a beer uh maybe put on a costume and uh go hit on a, a chick i don't know well, you know something. what's interesting, too? These guys will personally message me a lot of the time. And I now have something like 4,000 messages I've sent on the forums. I think it's just under 4,000. Because someone will say, hey, I'm pissed about this. And I'll just say, okay, why? Like, wh- what do you think we should be doing? And people have actually said on the forums that we're not talking with them enough. And it's hard to, honestly, because there are so many things being put up. I sat there today, and I answered every single PM I got. It took me two and a half hours because every time I answered five, there were ten. And I just spent all day answering them. And the problem is I can't do that every day. I have a meeting or something, but I really do try to make sure all this gets answered. Then I have actual forum posts to answer and etc. I do my absolute best to make sure that the people around here, all the devs who are related to the questions, at least see the thread. They can't always answer, but they at least see them. That, that's not good enough. You, you need to do it right, right now. I, no, anyways, I totally understand. You guys only have X amount of time in the day. I mean, literally, you have to sleep sometime. You guys are dumping in, uh, you know, probably Speaking of which, Phil, hours. he's got 10 minutes left. So let's I dive know. into some questions. All right. So what we're going to roll into is the community questions. Now, some of these, obviously, right now, we've noticed a lot of questions have to do with MWO. And some people are like, well, why aren't you covering other stuff? Well, there's no news from MWLL. There's really no news except the stuff we're going to cover later from Tactics, and there's more news coming again on the 31st. Be here for that show. It's going to be great. Um, So, obviously, some of these questions pertain to strictly MWO, and so we're going to ask those. You know, you you ask, and, well, we'll cover them. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is we're looking for everything that we can cover all the time, but this just happens to be what the news is right now. So let's delve into some MWO. All right, Arden Sortek asks, would it be possible to make an animation for the Mech Warrior in the cockpit in MWO, like punching the console or when your UAC5, you know, jams and stuff like that? 
for those that don't know, you actually, you know, there is a mech warrior holding on to the joystick and controls and stuff. Garth, do you know if there's going to be even more elaborate things going on with that? You know, obviously the introduction of the Hula Girls and stuff like that. What I would really like to see, Garth, is when your UAC uh, jams, you can pull out a voodoo doll of a dev from PGI and behead it right there in your cockpit. Is that possible? And put my head on the spike, right? Yes, please. The, the whole thing about like punching the console when your thing jams, that was the first thing someone mentioned we should do. Is Everyone was like, man, this is annoying. We should put a thing where the guy slams the console. I don't know if it'll actually go in, but I know there's a big push to put that in. Well, and I know me personally, I remember, you know, obviously the 3015 uh, tra- trailer and how much interaction there was with the cockpit. And I actually changed my field of view to like 80. So you, you see more as far as inside the cockpit. And I love the immersion. And, you know, uh, I don't want to see what you're doing in your cockpit, Phil. Well, you know, tough life. I use nine. I do. One handed driving really close. I want up close visuals. I want to zoom in. Never mind. <laughs> well, you know what? If that zoom module comes in, you will have that opportunity. You have to zoom in really far anyway to see what he's doing. Don't! We have a temporary uh, pause in the podcast here. Phil's garage is opening. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way of putting it. Yeah, okay. All right, there we go. Um, uh, So, you know, you you had said it's on the table. Uh, Garth, you guys have definitely talked about some of these cool ideas. Obviously, there's, there's probably just technical limitations as well as doesn't really add anything to the game i'm sure is one of those things you have to ask yourself yeah it's generally done by a queue system like what is of most value to people playing like it would be cool if that happened but you know what else would be cool less bugs so we kind of prioritize that way all right next question from marauder deuce you want to read that phil all right we've got ask the mwo guys if they can give a quick rundown of what like the stress test showed them um i mean obviously garth i'm not I'm not sure if you're aware of like the overall, you know, numbers or what happened. You're talking about the stress test they announced a week ago or a while back. Yeah. Well, it was about it was about two two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, generally, it's actually kind of anticlimactic, but the thing it teaches us is how much a server can hold. Like, um, say we have ten servers and a thousand people go on and they're not enough. We go, okay, how many more do we need? We had ten, and then it is enough. We go, okay, take away five. Okay, does that work? Not really. Okay, how about 17? Okay, that's perfect. So it's kind of, it's not quite as amazing as you might think. We don't have, we didn't get especially crazy metrics from that one in particular. It's more about finding out the kind of base we'll need for how many people so we can plan ahead of time so you don't get, you know, some games launch and all, all the pre-orders log on and you take servers down because they didn't even close to estimate the amount of people to be on. So we're trying to avoid that. Okay, so now, see, I thought the stress test was to see if you all at Prana are stressed out. That's just daily. That's daily. Yeah, I, I used to work for the Postal Service, and we had to take a stress test all the time. <laughs> Indeed. Nobody's brought an AK to work yet. So or a PPC. Good. Keep an eye on that Paul, I'm telling you. Some intense drugs. Yeah, he's a loose cannon. Those are good. All right, and the next question from Listless Nomad, Phil. Now, this question is sort of, uh, we've already talked about it, but I think it's one of those things where it's actually a good one. And he's, he's asking basically if there's any chance of having a rolling news feed and, you know, like planets attacked by X house and it was lost to this and that. And we've actually talked about that. And you guys have actually stated with the API pool, all of that information is going to be available to everyone. And that's actually something that I find really unique. I mean, you see it in Eve. And, I mean, is that something you can definitely say is confirmed? It will be in in some way, shape, or form. I can confirm that in one way, shape, or form it will be in. 
it's going to happen. I'm not sure how much, uh, how specific it will be, but I know that stuff that happens in the game will be, that's actually the purpose of the ISN. Just we wanted to use it now for cool stuff about Battletech Universe. So it will actually be entirely MWO based, essentially, once the game is fully out there and we have like community warfare. That sounds awesome. Sweet. The next question is from Mad Cat Ace, and his question is, will NGNG have the author, Michael Stackpole, be a guest in the future podcast? And the answer to that is, we don't know. It's not confirmed, but absolutely 100% we are going to try and do that. And I would anticipate a high likelihood. So stay tuned for an announcement on that sometime in the future. I know I can tell you guys we actually have had correspondence with William H. Keith. So Mm -hmm. um, that's... So, yeah, basically, show, Mr. Keith's response was that he didn't feel worthy uh, of coming on. You know, it's been a long time since he wrote the books. He doesn't really remember a lot of them. Uh, he's, you know, writing a lot of other stuff. So um, whether or not we'll have Keith on uh, is still up in the air, but we are talking to him. We have talked to him, and, you know, we'll let you know. But for sure, Stackpole is also on the list of people we really want to get on the show. Wow. Does that guy sound familiar or what, Darren? <laughs> hmm. Seems anyway, like question on from to George. the last question, the most important one. And it's from George. Now, who's George? <laughs> Do we know a George? I don't uh, know. I don't know George. And George, you want to ask your question? Do Garth, it. I would like to know, will MechWarrior Online have any issues, as far as you know, with Windows 8, which was just released? I'd love to know this. I'm not actually sure. That's a good What question. a surprise. Yeah, I know. <laughs> shocking, eh? Um... It's so new, we ha- we don't really have it around the office much yet. I imagine soon we probably will test on it. We've been testing on XP and, you know, 7 and everything, so I imagine we'll add it, but I'm not sure how different 8 is from 7 in terms of gaming. Does anyone I, know? I think the Apples. proper question is, will Windows 8 have any issues with MWO? Yeah, basically. Yeah, nice churn, uh, mm. dude. Just Look, sucking some I, more coffee. I'm asking because as a person who will have to buy new equipment to play MWO, I'm more than likely going to get stuck with Windows 8 if I want to get a decent deal. If I want to get a decent deal and not go through Phil, who is kind of, you know, playing shady. Anyway, but Hmm. uh, I'm just wondering because, you know, I've heard a lot of stuff pro and con with Windows 8 and just want to know. I I will say being a tech person myself, any new software that comes out is going to have its issues. Look at 7 when it first came out. Look at Vista. Seven in my, you know, it's one of those things. I'm going to go out and, on a limb and say it's going to work just fine. Okay, again, I just wanted to throw it out there. That's all I'm okay, doing. I'm personal not trying opinion, to cause trouble. As a That's long, all. long time PC gamer, I would get seven because two things. One, there's the uh, the hilarious theory that every second Windows is crap, and there's the other one that eight is really oddly focused away from anything that would help gaming whatsoever. Like virtually every single. A uh, large developer asked about it. Says, "My God, this looks awful." So, <laughs> okay, I think well, okay, uh, I would go with seven pers- personally. But yeah. yeah, okay. Well, I was thinking of upgrading to Windows ME. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, totally. I actually have a friend you who still what? has it on a computer. Wow, cutting awesome. edge. That's yeah, where I'm going then. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna upgrade to DOS 6.0. You, you guys yeah. are <laughs> early adapters. I, can I still see. have the discs. All, All right, guys, thank, thank you, Garth. I do appreciate that. No worries. We're going to move into community questions from the live studio audience. Holy cow. Okay, guys, we're limited, so we're only going to take so many. Boo, go ahead and tell us who the first person is here. Helix, or Helix. Go ahead and unmute and ask your question. Hi, guys. Uh, I was just wondering 
Garth, if you actually have a predicted number of players once the game goes live? I, I don't, no. Um, I would imagine it would be similar to the amount on the forums because a large portion of the forums does actually play. Though, do you mean concurrently or total? In total, if you have those numbers. I don't actually know, to be honest. I wish would I did. I'll look that up did? for next time. How many registered forum users do we have? I don't know. Does anyone have the forums open right now? <laughs> there we it's go. way up 368K. there. 368K. Well, there we go. Thank you. Thank you for your question, sir. Boo, who's next? Lance Corporal H. Lance Corporal H. Go ahead and unmute your mic. Hey, uh, let's see, what order? Um, oh, yes. Cup holders. Will my flea have a cup holder or any other neck since we are going to have hula bills? You know what's funny? We actually have a lot of people in the office asking for it. So when we throw around ideas for cockpit items, that kind of stuff, someone always says cup holders. So I'm not guaranteeing it, but frankly, given the amount of votes, it seems pretty likely. Your what machine about, already has one. What about like MP3 players and so forth? Yeah, we've thrown, like everything that was mentioned in, in most of the feedback threads about that and the one I posted, we've, we have a list of. So we've considered all of them. Some of them I'm, would be much harder than others to do, but yeah, they're at least being looked at. I know someone cool. photoshopped one and they had uh, it was like they turned their their camera to the right in their cockpit of an atlas and on that little shelf they had a PlayStation 3 and their <laughs> little screen and stuff it was, it was oh, nice. I think I think what you guys should do is once the clans are introduced you should get like little DVD screens for your clan bondsman I think that would be great that would be awesome we're going to take one more question for Garth he's got to go so the next question needs to be a Garth or MWO specific question alright boo Stop the lag. Hopefully your question is for Garth. It is for Garth. Uh, hello, Garth. Um, I hello. was just curious, when you get to open uh, beta, um, are you guys uh, planning to um, have a staging system? Because I don't know how, how the rest of the community feels, but I'm for one that I'd be probably willing to play on a, on a sort of a state on a staging server to try and you know, help you find bugs quicker uh, as you mentioned you know you only you don't have a population of a thousand on a, your internal systems and i'm just curious if you plan to you know start going from a two-stage system to a three-stage system for rollouts yeah we actually have one now that we're starting to use the uh, the reason it didn't work for this one is because we added it basically during this week so there wasn't enough testing done but yeah we actually have one so no worries there it's going to get better, guys, I promise. Or can Excellent. I ask one more question? Or sure, run with it. Do you have a timeline as to when, you know, or, uh, when that's going to be available and or uh, how can people sign up to potentially participate in that sort of staging system? Once it's fully up, I will probably walk around and poke people on the shoulder on the forums and stuff that we see there to, for helping. Uh, it'll, I don't think we'll do any official announcement for it, so just stay tuned on the forums and something will come up there. Okay, thank you. Thank you, no Stop Lag, for your question. Garth, we're going to go ahead and let you go. Thank you again very much for taking the time. Thank you, PGI and IGP, for allowing Garth to spend this time with us. And hope the rest of your day is productive. No worries. Thanks, guys. It's been nice being here. Have a great Thanks, day, Garth. Have a Garth. Have a right. damn crappy day, Garth. There. See, I'm being, you know, mean. That's for the Germans. That's for yeah. the Germans. <laughs> yeah. Die in a fire. We're going to take no. a, a few more live questions. Uh, Boo, if you want to go ahead and link the or say who the next one is. Dim, you are next up. Dim, unmute. Kill Ask what? Okay. It had been a question for Garth. I don't know if... Uh, Let's discuss since, it. Since I don't read the MWO forums much anymore due to the uh, 
cesspool nature that they've sort of turned into. Has there been Amen. any discussion of adding a PPC secondary effect like a half second uh, fuzzing of the person who was hit HUD and losing their target? Well, I, I actually was just talking with someone this past week. It might have been an ACES member about the PPCs and in general, obviously, the translation from what tabletop, you know, they have a minimum range and someone's like, really? I mean, uh, stand next to someone in reality, uh, should there be a minimum range and what the effects are? And I think there should be some type of like, I don't know, a uh, static effect. I think that would be really cool. You know, you shoot close enough to someone, maybe that's the negative effect. You know, like your your screen sort of gets, uh, what would it be like electrified, you know, to an extent your circuit boards sort of are, you know. Do you guys have any other, you know, wishes um, or I, ideas on that? I don't. I haven't seen any talk on it, and maybe uh, Brandon will have something that he can bring up. But uh, I'd like to see more effects from it. Sure. I mean, that all sounds good to me. Um, I'm sure that's something they're considering, but I haven't seen any official word on it. Um, as far as on the forms, not recently, due to the whole fact that the forms are ablaze and slowly dying, and by that I mean full of rage and anger. There used to be a thread. I'm seeing, trying to find it again Jason here. Jason in our live studio audience just linked, and they basically, and this was on one of the, actually, I think we've covered this already, but they said, yeah, there's a lot of ideas that they're talking about specifically. Um, but as far as, like, what's going to be in-game, I mean, we really don't know, and uh, I don't know if Garth would know that, to be honest. Uh, that would probably be a Paul question. I know that there was a thread over in the beta discussion about people discussing uh, discussing in a somewhat civilized manner what they would like to see, and one of the ones that I really enjoyed was the option of if you get hit in like a, a torso or something like that, where you're going to have your, as we know, there you're going to be able to put internal components into your mechs, where there might be a targeting enhancer that you lose your HUD for a period of time. I think yeah. it just needs some sort of secondary effect to give it some sort of boost because right now you don't see them used unless it's a trial mech. You know, it'd be really cool is, like I said, some type of um, anti-feedback, like your your HUD sort of flickers or even, you know, most goes out. I mean, you've got LRMs that shake you up, streaks that knock you around, AC2s that, you know, bounce you around like bouncing Bettys, you know, PPCs, I think. Uh, I'm interested to see them because, you know, I'd like to use them a little bit more. So uh, that's a good question. Uh, I know what a bitching Betty is. What is a bouncing Betty? Uh, Google. Um, hopefully you'll never step on one ever or you're going to be dead. That sounds like a mine. I hope I don't step on one then. Bad, bad, very Uh, bad. You stand around it, it hops up to about, what, waist high? Oh, Oh, one of those. Yeah, dude, Darren, you got to be careful because back in the Civil War, they planted a whole lot of, like, mines around where you live in California, so you got to be really careful. That's what happened to my hiking partner the other day. Or I could be just crazy. Full of shit. Okay. Maybe. That is all right. Boo. Th- uh, Dim, thank you for your question. Boo, who's next? Brian Campbell. Brian Campbell, unmute, ask your question. All right, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. All right, my question was going to be for uh, the PGI guy, Garth. But Sorry about I'm that. Gonna, it's okay. I'm going to ask if you guys have heard anything about it, too. Um, the add-on to the game that allows you to one-shot headshot from halfway across the screen um, was going to ask Garth if they were trying to implement anything to reverse that because I thought it was fake until the other day I was watching a friend play and he had it in. So you're talking like World of Tanks style add-ons or something that's being developed by people outside of PGI and implemented into the game to make it easier for people? 
Yes, because there's a bunch of add-ons that, like they're for like Battlefield Three things like that, where it basically aims hacks. Yeah, hacks tells you where to shoot, how to shoot, and it will one shot. It'll kill things almost instantaneously, or it'll give you like perfect shots. I was going to ask if they were implementing anything against that because there is one in MWO right now that very much so helps gossipolts and yeah. boss rifles. Um, I will say this. Um, I think this is something we should really talk about in length. I'm sure they're fully aware of it and they'll have some type of uh, anti-cheat system. And me personally, um, I'm sort of uh, leaning towards, I hope they do fix it and that that's something they do. But as far as, I'm not going to sit here and talk about that kind of stuff because ultimately I've had some of my favorite games ruined because of, of cheats and hacks out there. So, um, you know. Screw you if you're going to use them. That's all I got to say. I think it's safe to say that they're going to do everything within their power to uh, get rid of that kind of stuff. It doesn't fit into their game mechanic at all. You it know, doesn't like, fit into our game. So get well, the there's out of there's here. there's some games like World of Tanks that have embraced these add-ons, even uh, World of Warcraft and so forth. Um, these independently made mods or whatever. But I just don't see how that fits into MWO no, right that's, now. No, that's not a mod. That's a that's that's this a, hack. Is a hack. So yeah. yeah, we're moving on. Good question though. But they need to. Yeah. No. Yep. Thanks for your question, Brian. We have time for one more. Boo, Luscarian. Go ahead and unmute and ask away. Notice Again, how... it's another question for uh, for Garth. Of course. Notice Greetings how Darren the is doing the names, not me. <laughs> Garth is here anymore. Disappoint. Did you did you did you miss that part? Garth left. Did you miss that part? Yeah. Um, Guys, uh, I'll let you ask your question in a second, Luscarian. I just want to say, you know, that uh, Garth's time was a lot of it was taken up today with obviously the delayed patch. But next week he'll have more time for more questions, hopefully. So, uh, Luscarian, we'll do our best to discuss it at least, if not answer it. Well, the thing I wanted to ask is if they had any thoughts on bringing back the battle pods, mixing MechWarrior Online with the battle tech pods. Uh, I think uh, speaking with uh, as far as the like the virtual world, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I don't think there's any relationship there that I know of, but we could ask the guy himself and uh, get a direct because uh, we've had him on the show, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that the owner of uh, the virtual world as well. Uh, we could uh, we could look into uh, it and see what uh, what's going on with. I mean, I knew they had some new pods in development and so forth, so we'll, we can see if we can get the latest on that i have no idea so we'll look into that and, and bring back some news if we can thank you for your question Luscarian, and we Many have thanks. thank you sir and we have to move on all right so moving on to the official things that happened over this past week for mwo we've got the desktop wallpaper which i love it's the raven it's so cute it's it's actually a really cool looking mech i like it i like the shapes of it it breaks things up um, I think they need to create a uh, Raven plushie for you, Phil. You are just oh. in love with this thing. I just think it's cool, you know. I think it would sell well, honestly. You know, I mean, it runs, and you're like, oh, look at it, and then you shoot it, and it dies, and you're like, ah, feel better. You know what? You know what, Phil? This is the same way a lot of us love the Irby, and you go, poo poo. We don't like. It. You love the Raven. So yeah, it's well, the same idea. Okay, no, it's I mean, not. The Raven looks no. cool. The Raven is pretty, and the Irby is a trash can on legs. <laughs> okay, thank you. Except, yeah, but I that's although I do more like the Irby. useful. A trash can is more useful than a, you know, the Raven. And it's Phil, always where you, you think... want it to be. Phil, do you think that Short Painter's version of the Urban Mech is a trash can on legs? Why must you put me in these spots? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Actually, uh, um, the... yes? they don't have the rights to develop toys. Microsoft Cri- still has those rights. Uh, just a wish list. 
Well, maybe we could get something fan made. I'll, I'll make you a plushie. Aww. Just don't look so what sweet. it's stuffed with. Oh, oh. All right, the next thing we have is a hero stands tall. Now, this actually came out on the 18th and obviously is a picture of a centurion dun, dun, dun. on Frozen City and uh, Yen Lo Wang. Just saying. So, um, the paint scheme, man. What about your Wang? Whoa. Whoa. No, mine's called the Schwang. Yes, the <laughs> Schwang. And that's a Schwang. Yeah, I actually roll around with the Schwang all the time. That's all my right, all right. loadout. Wow, I didn't need Mini to know about schwang. that. Yeah, oh, and I, true. I that's hear way too much about a Schwang. But don't worry, if you need to protect it, there's always the cod piece of Rosalhawk. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I knew I liked BB. <laughs> now, we do have Ask the Devs 22 came out. Now, there's a few things that we can touch on, and of course, Garth was the one to answer most of these. Um, but if you haven't read it, well, we're here. We'll cover a few of them. First question, like uh, BB was saying earlier, the matchmaking groups. When's it coming? How long do you think you're going to be before phase one? Very, very soon. And Garth says approximately around two weeks. Now, that's I approximately. Do wanna, yeah, I want to highlight that word approximately. So don't burn the forums down if it's not in exactly yeah, he's two already, weeks. He's already screwed. He's already going to. Yeah. Poor guy. It's going to happen anyway. The sky is blue. Oh, no. QQ. Mm-hmm. Now, they were asking, uh, for instance, are you going to be able to add more armor than what's already there? And they said, uh, you know, no, that's not in their plans to do this. Um, so, for instance, if you have extra tonnage, you can just put more and more armor. That's not in their plans. So they're holding true to sort of the what the tabletop says. They are looking at improvements on the menu, pop-up system, chat system, PMs, which... God needs to be fixed. Obviously, we all know that how frustrating oh, the UI is. Yes, we all know it. We know it. Another thing is the have you guys explored the active nose art concept yet? And the response is yes, they've explored many options and they'll have more um, on that when they go to implement the actual like painting and stuff like that, which I'm actually really interested in. I thought I, you said Noah's Ark. Uh, so nose I told yeah, like yeah, active yeah. nose art. You put all of the thirty fifty mechs in a big boat, and then you ship them to the periphery. Yes, well, that sounds familiar. Like another story. <laughs> then they disappear for three hundred years. Mm-hmm. BB, where have you been? We need you on this show so much. I can just take a few weeks off now. This is great. Uh-uh. <laughs> Me too. No problem. All right now. Yeah, Another this is question great. is, when are we going to see the additional mech variants, such as the Jenner, Jenner, Commando, Awesome, to advance to the elite skills? And now this is, again, one of those things. It says very, very soon, as in tomorrow. Um, so maybe that's what we're going to see in the patch whenever... Uh, I think that's supposed to come out tomorrow. So I think that's still sort of fitting. It says tomorrow, and it's supposed to be tomorrow, but this is actually I written... I think there's three or four variants that are supposed to be coming out tomorrow. Yesterday, today, tomorrow. Soon. Trademark. Soon, TM. And pretty much that's the most important stuff as far as on that uh, Ask the Devs. And again, the cool thing is you guys have an opportunity to ask Garth questions and get stuff answered and talked about on the show. It's just going to have to take a little bit of you to do it. Log in, register really quick on our website. It automatically saves it so you don't have to enter that information. All you have to do is post on the community questions thread and Mech of the Week, and then that's it. We're not doing a you know, crazy forums. I am constantly simple. reminded of the early days of video games when we pretty much had zero access to developers or artists or anything. And now 
We have developers coming on this podcast. We have developers and artists in the Mechs, Devs, and Beer podcast. We have them answering questions constantly on their forums and in these uh, Ask the Dev segments and Reddit and blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's so much, yet it's still, for whatever reason, not enough. Well, you know, I'm going to remain positive, and I know that 99% of the community out there really appreciates uh, what the devs are doing, you know, what this community is doing. I mean, yes, we're, we're the hosts of this podcast, but... All we're doing is, is basically feeding off the community. I mean, you guys are giving us the, the stuff to talk about. You know, yes, we're creating content like the comic and, and stuff like that, and we got other stuff. So really, it's just, uh, in general, I think the whole community is really positive, and uh, I look forward to seeing this game in, in six months' time, in eight months' time, in a year's time, and seeing where it is. So I agree, and I'll be friends with all the positive, nice people. The rest of you whiners and complainers, whatever move to germany sorry sorry germany actually i will come out and say this um there was a particular gentleman who posted on our announcement of the max devs and beer and he wasn't very happy with the result i actually talked to him and he was actually very cordial about it respectful we actually had a you know adult conversation about things that he would like to see us cover and i think we did that tonight so again it's one of those things where i think in general you know there's a lot of good out there it's just sometimes it's overshadowed by well, I read it this way. I saw tomato. You said tomato and potato, you know, sort of thing. So, again, keep it positive, guys, and we're moving on. Take Your Best Shot was announced and posted on their Facebook and their website. And there's actually two things. There's a video of the Remnant and their recruiting video. Sort of. I love that's, that video. It is a cool video. Um, the and Remnant then, video is probably the best thing I've seen done by fans. I, I'm totally impressed. I really am. My favorite scene has to be, out of that entire video, the best parts, I think it's between something like 25 seconds and 40 seconds in the video, where it's the skirmish line of the assaults. My god, that was beautiful. Are you talking about the atlases, like all on the line? Yeah, the atlases, the awesomes. I think there's a catapult in there as well, just lined up, firing, and it was just, oh. Yeah, it was really cool. And then as well... Wait, I'm sorry, but I gotta, I gotta throw this in there. I'm sorry, but my comment was way too complimentary. I just want to say that uh, the video was okay. So there we go. Good. Thank you for remaining consistent. Yes. All right, and then as well, we've got a screenshot that has a catapult on top of an atlas. Um, I yeah, I really don't Parents, know what else. Parents shield say about your children's that. eyes. You know. Um, we actually used to do this in MWLL <laughs> a lot. Remember that? Uh, the Shadow Cats and stuff. I, I think I've tried this. What we would do but... is we'd stack uh, four Scat Cs on top of each other. Then they'd wear a giant trench coat and walk around and pretend to be an Atlas. Yeah. But with this, I've actually tried this, but it usually ends up in me taking a lot of damage, the one who's falling on the other person, and then the other person like getting up and shooting me. And, yeah, it doesn't work. I actually Turns can't wait until they get that, you know. We also have Randall Bills doing an AMA on Reddit tonight. Now, it's been going on for about an hour and 19 minutes. Unfortunately, it was at the same time as his podcast, but teach his own. So, Randall, just giving you a shout out there to help you out. We'll get to the link right there. So, a lot of cool things going on with MWL. Obviously, a lot of things going behind the scenes, and we'll keep you informed as much as possible. And you have a direct link to Garth on the show. So, again... Please give us your questions on the community questions um, post when we go live with that. And, of course, you can always get a hold of us on Facebook or the website via email and all that fun stuff. And look forward to more from Garth. So appreciate it, Garth. Again, moving on to MechWare Tactics. 
And we actually had this question posted on their Facebook and website, and it says, what kind of music would you listen to while playing MechWarrior Tactics? And also, if you were a MechWarrior, what music would you have cranked up to 11 in your cockpit during battle? Caravan Palace. Caravan Palace? Yanni. Indeed. That is a good choice, but I would go with Ella Fitzgerald. What about you, Pat? Uh, Yanni, because that just makes me want to kill something when I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and Darren, what about you? Uh, Susan Boyle. Does, is it because it makes you angry? or? What are you talking about? It's awesome music. Sure. That's cool. No, no we're I, not I have no fucking idea. I wouldn't be... You know what? I wouldn't be playing music because I'd be listening to battle comms and focusing fire and winning. There you go. Um, actually, this is actually a really cool question um, because we actually talked about this in, I think, the last podcast. How I don't really listen to music while I play games for the most part because I have to put all my attention to figuring out what's going on, battle comms, stuff like that. But in a turn-based game, I would have no problem listening to music. And actually, what I would probably be listening to just for retro sake, I would probably be listening to all the MechWarrior 2 from Mercenaries to 2 to Ghost Bear Legacy, and that would be cranking uh, in my headphones. I most think, definitely. you know, they're going to come up with some good music or whatever, I'm sure. Um, the biggest thing for me is just the ability to turn the music down. That would be a, a major factor for me. Well, I, again, I would be listening to probably my stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I will say we don't have anything else as far as tactics. This all being said, next week on the 31st, we will have Chris and James. And I could probably... Chris who? Huh? Chris who? Clorox. (laughs) His name is Clorox. Boy. No, I'm sorry, Chris. Clarou. I know, Clarou. It's fun. (laughs) Why you mess with me? I'm on a roll. I know. All right. All right. We'll have them on the show. They're going to probably give us some pretty cool info. Stay tuned on that. More info. We'll be sitting down with them, getting all the the nitty and the gritty on that. I know uh, they've been in uh, family closed beta, right, this whole entire time? Indeed. That is correct. So uh, I think everyone knows how that feels when MWO went into the family beta, and we're like, no. Oh, the, the stress hell? that it caused. Oh, my God. <laughs> Knowing now that people... people were playing and you were not. I don't like, know. Right? Now I have to marry someone. <sighs> <laughs> All right, and then, of course, we have Battletech, the board game. I will say what we're going to try to do is have some giveaways, possibly, from Randall Bills. I'm not going to throw that out there because we're still talking to him about it, possibly even a box set. Mm, just We're doing gonna... our best to get you stuff, folks. Mm-hmm. So if you're here next Wednesday, you may be the owner of a box set. Uh, I don't know of all of the, the details, um, and plus some other stuff from, like, Tactics. So I think last we time see. we had a... A giveaway. We actually sold a box set, or, or uh, gave away a box set, right, Darren? I we think it was Morgano who purchased won that, right? one. Yes, it was. You oh. know, it, it was ah. an antiquity from the eighties. Semi-used, wasn't it? Very semi-used. But and hey, it's then, of classic. course, we've got MechWare Tactical Command. We're still waiting for people's responses about it. Um, I know a lot of people have been frustrated with some uh, iOS and not being not working on their iPad first version and all that stuff and I think we have someone here says Michael says it just needs to work I can understand frustration there you know you whether or not you pay 10 bucks or not uh, you expect something to work especially on the software it was it was designed for so uh, he actually said it needs some work you know I'm still going to hold true. I, I feel like uh, they chose a particular release on that particular hardware, and I don't think it was the best. 
Um, I think they should have went for the uh, the PC, well, or at least the Android market, possibly. Can I ask a quick question? Because this has come up in in uh, something else earlier today. Someone was uh, proposing to me to do a, a quick short story audiobook thing, and I know this is probably not the best place to ask, but it's a good public forum. Um, would this be something people would buy if it was fairly reasonable? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Who would be writing the story? It's actually the guy, he writes stuff for that uh, Battletech site, and he, he basically wrote this whole like sort of introductory campaign that brought Duncan Fisher into existence. You're, you're getting some shut up and take my you, money. You just yeah, dropped, yeah, you're getting a lot of those. You just so, dropped the panties of every dude in the audience right now. So I think uh, that's a mainly yes. Phil. But yeah, I think that you'd have a an audience, a buying audience out there, George, and we can definitely uh, okay, assist okay. you. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt uh, that, Darren. Darren, you can edit that stuff out. I just, I just almost completely forgot to ask. That, I think that's an I, awesome idea. Okay, I'm done. Let's thanks, do it. Yep, thank, yep. Thanks for the support. Thanks. Yeah, Shut up idea. and take my money. Yeah, exactly. I, I <laughs> think throwing there's money only... at the screen and it's not doing anything. I know. <sighs> I think there's only actually six audiobooks of the BattleTech out of the whole series, so I think I own them all. So any BattleTech on audiobook would be wonderful. So how it's do I a pretty, it? it's a pretty short thing, but I think um, it would be cool and it would be fun to do. But anyway, I'll, I'll come back when I have more info and details. Okay. All right, MechWarrior Living Legends, they had some forum issues, and actually, I think their server went down for a little bit, but I actually got in contact with a few of them, and they're actually still working on the project in general, and I know Vlad, um, who is taking charge of some of that development, has recently uh, been put in some leadership positions. Awesome job, dude. You guys keep up the hard work. I know it's uh, it's tough, especially with uh, a few of the guys disappearing. So, again, if you haven't tried out uh, Living Legends, I know it's uh, sustained our Battletech and MechWare needs for actually a few years now, especially when there was nothing. So I know I've put hundreds, probably, yeah, hundreds of hours into that game. Actually, some of our coolest videos were us doing the open Merc Nights and run around and, uh, you know, packs of Shadowcat Seas. That was awesome. All right, Facebook. Wow, you guys have literally blown up our page Thank you so much, and I will say the success is definitely owed to the recent comic. Uh, Rudy, excellent job. Uh, I think everyone really loved the comic strip in general. I think everyone can sort of say either you've been there, you've seen someone do it, uh, or it happens literally on a day-to-day basis and you see it all the time. So Match-to-match basis, yeah. <laughs> Let me you know, hop in this laser boat run in the middle of Caustic Valley. We volcano. are at, yes, I know, crazy, huh? freaking never noob um we are at 985 likes on facebook and i would like to announce that there will be a small giveaway prize for our 1000th like so we are 15 away from that whoever it is we will be contacting you so I thank you never noob i've actually i think i was actually playing with him yesterday I, I think he's already been registered so you know watch out for him out there never noob if he shoots you and kills you well, he will blow himself up in your face. And it will kill you. His gender is actually a bouncing Betty. Oh, God. <laughs> that implies efficiency. Uh, we actually had a few people ask for the Facebook link for us. Holy crap, there's more. There's your mores. 
Um, so there you have it. Some of the live studio audience is literally uh, giving us likes. And again, thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, 994. And, and We're six <laughs> away. Yeah, we might be? actually hit 1,000 on Who's going to be our big winner? Here he is, Go. 998. Go like my oh, page. Oh, oh. I'm, nine, nine, nine. I'm worth something. No, <laughs> 1,002. We did it. Wow. Wow. That is I the hate quickest response I've ever seen. 1,004 now. So anyways, I just wanted to bring up thank you so much for helping. Again, uh, you know, any little bit you can do, take the time right now, go to the donation, set up a $5 recurring thing, help us out. We've got a lot of cool things we want to continue doing. And, of course, you know, the T-shirts be coming out to you guys and like to thank our new host uh laura it was great to have you on the show and it'd be awesome to have you on uh future shows so thank you for uh being a part of this by the way jeff morris you were our 1000th like oh snap who's jeff morris who is that i actually went to high school with jeff morris but i bet i bet it's not the same guy Jeff, <laughs> we will be contacting you and letting you know what your prize is. Thank you, everybody. That was the most amazing response I've ever seen. Uh, just immediate Facebookage. So thank you. And Jeff, we will contact you. Look for an email from No Guts, No Galaxy. Yeah. You know what other Facebook page you should like? You should like George Ledoux's page. George Ledoux. Indeed. Is, if you're not a friend with George, you're wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. BB, you're awesome. I keep saying it, but I mean it. Really. And I, you know, everybody says they love the, <laughs> I'm going to be the first one to say it. I get to, we get to, you know, pre-screen all the stuff George does, you know, all the, the bumps and, you know, or what bloopers, whatever you call them. And all of the recordings we do for the ads. And I'm usually rolling because George actually does like three or four different versions of those for the, the ads. And we actually sort of get to pick and choose. Oh my God, they're hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, and you I will remember, never get to hear them because they are too awesome for the internet. I remember my my favorite one was when George was like, uh, we did like the boss one. That was hilarious. But anyways, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell. This is Laura. And this is George. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Yeah.